A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast my name is sunny i am your host and i am here with my co-host caleb yo and uh, of course before we get too too far in you, you already know it's coming we're gonna do some patron names so a huge thank you to cam yang if you ever feel useless just remember there's a should all field spell <laughs> there is i thought you'd like that <clears throat> austin johnson kane martin get guardian support hgh cyber josh rosen marshawn jones zyphorus yeet the feet Zephyrius, A.D. Anthony, Leela, Blackwing, Silverwind, The Ascendant, Is a Floodgate, Branded Fart, Damien Zink, Dank Nugs, Earth Machine, Best Deck. Here, Caleb, hold this L while I tindangle these nuts up on your chin. Hashtag justice for Sunny. You know what? I don't know what it's even been referenced to, but it's funny. I am McLincoln, Mountain Man, Mystic Mine, and Dino is exceptional. Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Tierlement, Sprite. Wake up, bro, we had to leave for Edison. The Hoover Dam is a floodgate. Num- Unbanned number 95. Konami, understanding and reading are two different things. Things. Virtually Savior's World, Zingus Khan, Aaron Gardner, Opelousa Episode Inbound, Opelousa is the one true floodgate, Asami, Demolition Beaver, the floodgate destroyer, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Jerry Beans Man, Nordic Best Deck, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Praise Be to Mystic Mine, Our Lord and Savior, Ray Powell, Shockmaster Did Nothing Wrong, Slaking It Up, Stank Taters, Wait, what? There's no way I can legally say that. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And of course, don't forget, if you want to support the podcast for shopping for things you'd already be shopping for, you can do it at no extra cost to yourself by clicking the TCG Player affiliate link in the description down below before you shop. Also, if you're going to order some cool sleeves or binders or deck boxes online, you can click on our Dragon Shield affiliate link down below and get this awesome hand shuffle sound out of some awesome dragon shield sleeves so if you're interested in that be sure to check tcg player out or i'm sorry dragon shield out in the description down below and lastly of course let's thank millennium threads millennium threads is an etsy shop where you can go online and you can order all kinds of different Yu-Gi-Oh apparel such as hoodies t-shirts and 
hats as well as you can also get patches. It's all custom embroidered apparel. And I know that if you click on it, it might feel a little inexpensive side, promise it's not. It's good, high quality stuff. And for custom made to order embroidered materials, it is very, very reasonably priced. So be sure to check out Millennium Threads and our TCG player and Dragon Shield affiliate links. Now let's get on into the episode. So this episode, we wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about something that might be a little bit closer than we realize. So we had a ban list back in May. The last but the current ban list took effect on May 17th. So with today being July 29th, July 29th, May 17th, you're looking at two and a half months-ish. And that makes it to where we can expect in about a month to a month and a half at most that we're going to start seeing a ban list. So while it's a little bit early, I think that we can identify most of the problems of this format, a lot of which we talked about in the last episode. Take those problems, identify them, and move into addressing them right yeah so what we can do is we can go through and make give some ideas and some suggestions for what we would do if we were going to be in charge of the ban list keep in mind that tier limit and sprite have not released yet so as a result it might be different listening to 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 this today on friday july 29th than like two or three weeks from now when sprites and tier elements have a chance to really do something correct so in say three weeks if you're at a regional you can expect to see a lot of sprite and tier element this weekend you're not going to expect to see that yeah because I, I doubt people are going to be able to just drop I don't even think, like, an individual shop, unless they have, like, a lot of people there, are even going to pull enough combined sprite stuff to build more than maybe one or two sprite decks fully. It's less of that. Well, some people have two or three or four shops that they go to. Which is fair. For us, it's not realistic. Yeah. But people in big metro areas like New York, California, some places in Texas, Ohio. Yeah, where they can literally just walk in one shop, buy in, get their packs, leave, go to a different shop, buy in, get their packs, leave, go to a different shop. Right, where you can hit multiple pre-release events within a week. That makes it a little bit different. But for our purposes, it's going to be a little difficult. So what I'm going to say is, the our predictions might not hit Sprite and Tier Limit right now. But there is an outside chance that by the time the ban list rolls around, they could do something that maybe indirectly hits these decks. Yeah, like hitting some of their tertiary... Uh, something like Toad, Deep Sea Diva Limited, maybe, something yeah, like that. Or like a Wind Ban or something like that. Right, exactly. I don't necessarily see any of those things happening at this yeah, time. Just, just as ex- of examples. Right. So why don't we talk about... Let's just do a little refresher on the things that we think are maybe the best decks and the problems within those decks right now. Oh, yeah. Again, keep in mind, this is before Sprite and Tier Limit. Right. Yeah, we're probably going to say that five or six more times. Okay, so right now, in my opinion, the best decks are probably Sword Soul, 
course, it's like the best Tekken. Not the best Tekken. They're pretty pretty close. It's like, up there. Yeah, like the Pump Synchro Pile. Yes, for and sure. And I don't know what I would say is like even I don't even I don't even know what I even say is the third. Uh oh, Despia. I keep forgetting about Despia. Yeah, Despia is also a really good deck right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I've only had two duels, two duels against it. We have not played much in the last five months. Yeah. Um. And like my two duel, my two duels against it was like full power. Hamdawal. I was playing Dino, and they didn't really seem to do anything. The thing about Despia is that. Their, their lines of play are not necessarily telegraphed so much as where you want to interrupt them is. To be fair, again, I was on Dino. True. So it's just kind of like, okay, cool, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Hand trap here. Oh, oh, you're setting one and passing. Cool. And then they just, and then during my turn, they just flipped Brandon and Red. I'm just like, target and grave? GD grow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they just kind of cry and i'm just like <laughs> make a big 3500 bungus let's go so with that said identifying those as the top three decks there are a few other like tertiary outside strategies that i want to talk about so there's a lot of decks that are scythe locking still Ugh, they're using hauk summoning tg wonder magician and using TG Wonder Magician to pop the scythe. Yeah. Then you have a lot of decks right now that are playing a lot of floodgates. Just because there's so many different floodgates that can support so many different strats. Oh, yeah. Mm, I'd say it's less of the floodgates that support the strategies. It's more that the strategies are, ju- strategies are just unaffected by those particular floodgates. Yeah, pretty much. So. With all of that said... Why don't we get on into it? Oh, yes, son. We can call this a ban list wish list because it's not really a prediction list, just wish. Yeah, yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a good uh, episode title. Yes. So, with that said, let's start with, I think we can both agree, Scythe has to go. Oh, yes, Scythe is... Listen, I used to Scythe lock people all the time back when I was playing... Uh, PK. PK? Right. Uh, PK, DPE, ABC, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have ABCs. And back even back then, I was like, I hate doing it. I yeah, hate it. Feels, it feels bad, man. It just feel like, I just feel bad whenever I scythe lock someone and I win because of exactly the scythe lock. Exactly. It, I'm just like, it just makes me feel bad. I just... Yeah, it's not a great feel. No, I'm just like... Because there's no, like... Because like, there's no way you can even play into that, at least. You know what I mean? Well, you can hit you can hit a forbidden droplet, or for, or chalice, or if you don't have anything on board, an infirm, or a gamma. But they have, but that puts them on. Do you have it? No, I win. Right, exactly. Or call by. Call yeah. by also does it. Again, same thing. Do you have the out? No, I win. Pretty much. Right. Instead of a instead of like in the case of other stuff that, that you can also do in PK like, okay, I know for a fact that those two sets are both uh, fog blades. I know you have this. I know you have this interrupt. You can play into that. Right. Try and play around it. There's interplay there. 
not with Scythe. No, none at all. Like, the only interplay with Scythe is if you're playing Dino. And then there's a little bit of maybe this and that and the other here and there, but for the yeah, most part. Yeah. yeah, but, like, any deck that doesn't, like, immediately die because it doesn't have access to its extra deck. Right. Again, Dino. So, we can agree that Scythe has to go. Yes. But there's another card here that is enabling Scythe. Yeah, and it's Dagda. Oh, uh, there's another another card here <laughs> that's enabling Scythe. Uh, TG Wonder Magician. There's a card that's summoning TG Wonder Magician because nobody's summoning it the hard way. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, no. I also think Halka Fibrax has probably run its course. I agree. And that's going to feel kind of like a sprite hit. But I think that Halki Fibrax is fine to go, if we're being honest here. Oh, yeah, no. Um, like, it's it's run its course, and it's got a lot of tuners banned. Yes. And they even brought Jet Synchron back alongside it, which is... Wild. Wild to me, after they just banned... You know, and I was fully expecting them to ban Despot next. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Jet being back at one, but I think that realistically i don't think halk and jet synchron should exist at the same time it's not even that i think that halk on its own just enables so much yeah so i'm fine with halk going honestly even if they ban scythe ban halk too oh you know oh yeah no no because i you know because i also keep forgetting that in punk theory and something else i'll do which is nasty uh is after they spend their regulus negate They'll tag out the Halka Fibrax into Formula Synchron and then affect a formula to Synchro into uh Hot Red Dragon Archfiend King Calamity. Yeah. And just say, cool, you can't activate card you can't uh, activate cards or summon monsters. Right, which so, is wild. So what can I do? Exist? No, you literally can't do anything. You that is literally every single <laughs> that literally locks you out of every single mechanic. You can normal summon. You can't summon monsters. Wait, you can't say it again, you can't do what? Summon monsters or activate cards. You can't summon. You can set back row. You can set back row, but you can't activate them. That means Eldritch is really good. You can't activate them. You can't on your next turn. It's it's permanent as long as he's there. What? Yeah. There's it, no way. There's no way. If I'm remembering correctly, it, to be fair, it's been three months. No, a month. Two months. It's been a while. When this card, when this card is synchro summoned, you can activate this effect. For the rest of this turn, your opponent cannot activate cards. Oh, it's for the rest also, of your this opponent turn. cannot, cannot. Also, your opponent, also cards your opponent controls cannot activate, cannot activate effects. effects. Your opponent cannot activate cards or effects in response to this card's activation. So yeah, you can oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can it's, summon it's monsters. This it's this turn. You can summon monsters. You can set cards, and it's only till the end of the turn. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Eldritch, Eldritch beat this, beats this. Yeah, Eldritch just kind of goes, shrugs at it. But Eldritch is bad, so... Right now, Eldritch is bad. If that was tier 0, Eldritch would be good. No, no, Eldritch is bad no matter what. Eldritch is just bad. <laughs> Are you saying it's bad because it's just a control strategy and you don't like control, or... No, I love being in control. No, I mean control strategies. I don't like being controlled. There you go. You just don't like control strategies, which is fair. <laughs> I don't mind control strats. I played Eldritch. You just don't like it when other people play them. I was bad. <laughs> now I'm good, so I don't play Eldritch anymore. <laughs> okay, sure. 
I'm gonna talk down Eldritch until the prices are low enough for me to pick up the entire core. I'm gonna be like, Eldritch is so good. <laughs> it's the best strat in the game. And then price to go back up, you resell and start talking. And then right, talk, 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 talk it back again. Yeah, and just rinse and repeat. Exactly. If I could influence the Yu-Gi-Oh market, I I like to say I wouldn't do it. Oh, I got nervous and say I wouldn't. But I'd think about it hard. Oh, I wouldn't even consider if it. I had the if I had the the ability to say like this card is gonna be so good, you need this card now. Like Alpha Master of Beasts, that card's gonna be very good next format. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Starlights are only one forty. That's entirely too low. The Secrets are eight dollars. That's entirely too low. The Ultras are like two, two, three bucks. Too low. So last time we looked. very good, but. Nobody's buying out Alpha Master of Beast using our TCG Player affiliate link <laughs> to buy it out and make the prices go up. And even Yet. if they did, guess what? All I've got is my one playset of secrets, and I'm not dumping that. Unless you're dumping them to get a playset of uh, Starlights. Exactly. And at that point, I'm not dumping that either. So, you know. But, I mean, if you have control, if you have that kind of control, you could just buy them out and then make the price jump. No, the key is to not buy them out, just buy a bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then make the price jump up, resell. Right, right. People, uh, no, do, I, people definitely do that. Oh, yeah. I, I 100% say I would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to say I wouldn't, but it would be tempting. They, oh, yeah. For you, anyway. I, I would be. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Pure Chivalry. I'm sorry. Sorry I, that we're I, not all just perfect role models <laughs> of of restraint and and fortitude. Oh no, 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 no. It wouldn't be a case of I wouldn't do it because it's the right thing to do. I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't even think to do it. I would. <laughs> uh so yeah. Okay, so Scythe, we agree that Scythe and Hauk have both run their course. Yeah, they need. Scythe should never have been printed. Well, the thing is, when Scythe was printed, it wasn't that bad of a card because you didn't have that many ways to to summon it on your opponent's turn. Yeah, your opponent would have to actively pop it. Right. Um, and of course, you know, if you just kind of search a bunch of artifacts, set five pass, your opponent's not just going to be, you know, wheeling, nilly, nillying, heavy storming, or MSTing them right because oh whoops i hit the scythe yeah or oh no i hit a bajra oh lord and now, now you're gonna pop something hand artifact trap tricks hat yeah yeah what yeah a deck. god hat hat format was so fun yeah i really want to go back and play that format in some retro yeah anyway but yes both of them have run their course and they need to go all right next i want to talk about the floodgate epidemic I want to talk about the levy system. <laughs> well, let's talk about the levy system. So, I think that there is a certain amount of. Can we nickname this format the levy system format? I mean, that's a fairly. I mean, that's a fairly good way to put it because every single deck that I that I can think of is all running a floodgate of some kind. Right. It's Ex the levy system. Except Despia, maybe. Is Despia run, run floodgates? Tikaboo. Despia is running floodgates. Okay. And Despia is about to start. There's a combo now coming up in Despia because there's a Despia card that's about to release that lets you summon a card called Ido. I D O. It summons mm -hmm. it to your opponent's field. 
Have you ever heard of Edo? No. Okay. Is it an old card or is it coming out? Oh, it's old. And it's only got one printing and it's been bought out to the moon. Of course, of course. So, Edo. Let's see. Let me get the right card. Edo, the Supreme Magical Force. It is a secret rare from Crimson Crisis. The set that released Red Dragon Archfiend. The monster, it says you cannot summon monsters. You can, can only control one Edo, the Supreme Magical Force. If this card is destroyed by a card effect and sent to the graveyard, special summon it from your graveyard during the next turn standby phase and destroy all other monsters you control. And you can summon it to your opponent's field in Despia. So your opponent cannot summon monsters at all. And they can't Veiler, they can't Impermit. Because it's on their own field. Uh, I think that they can, yeah, they can Chalice it definitely, but I don't think they can. They can Chalice it and they can use it for as material for Droplet. Yes. But they cannot Dark Ruler it because yeah. it's on their field. Or Imperm. Or well, I, I say they can't Imperm or Veiler. Yeah, they cannot imperm yeah, or Veiler. Yeah, target a monster your opponent controls for both of those. Right. It's an interesting card. Well, like, even if they could uh, Veiler it, doesn't matter. Right, because it's only during your opponent's main phase. Yeah. Um, however, if you know what's about to bring it out, as long as you have a negate for that. Well, also, you can either link it off or use it as... You can't link it off. Oh, that's right, because you can't summon monsters. Yeah, so, like... It's pretty much if your opponent, like if your opponent successfully, puts it's it chalice or droplet. That's literally it, yeah. as far as I know. No, that, that's uh, the only thing I think of is literally chalice or droplet. Or skill drain being face up on the field. Yeah. So not good. So anyway, we, here I have an interesting answer to the floodgates. What if we limited anti spell? Tikaboo goes in rivalry. Limited all the floodgates, all the continuous trap floodgates. Ban Mystic Mine. Of course, got to ban Mystic Mine. Relimit Skill Drain because I said so. So we're we're at limiting Tikaboo Skill Drain, goes in rivalry, anti spell, ban Mystic Mine. Mm -hmm. Is there are there any other major floodgates that are problem childs right now? Oh. D barrier should be banned. <laughs> Fair. Like honestly, that card is oppressive. And the funny thing is, I haven't noticed it entirely because the last three decks I've played, uh, PK, uh, Dino into Marincess, Marine Sus, um, are Link decks primarily. I wouldn't call Dino necessarily a primarily a link deck. The issue with Dino is that it can do so many things that you can't narrow it down to one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the smart thing. Well, yeah, that because like even if you declare Synchro to stop the Borlode Savage, it'll shrug and make Dolka or Lagia. Right. If you declare Ixies, it'll shrug and make Borlode Savage. Um, uh, and then, you know, you can't declare Link, so you can't stop them from scrap comboing you. Yeah, so just the ability to for Dino to go very specifically to so many different directions is the reason that it's not great. But 
in general, the, the issue is that it hits so many decks so prevalently. And in the current Master Roll 5, Konami has put such an emphasis on promoting not just links, but promote bringing synchros back to the forefront, bringing exceeds back to the forefront, and fusions and, and rituals. Exceeds less so, because like a lot of the decks that can exceed use it as a as a uh, as a secondary uh, as a secondary summoning mechanic. Yes, to a point. I, I guess you could look at. I'm thinking, Tri Brigade Lyralusk was an exceed deck but it really it was more of a link deck with an yeah. xyz engine yeah like the, because the lyralusks yeah because the uh, lyralusks were an exceed deck right but then they used them to pump out an f-zero as summon five right and then just kind of go through their normal tribegate stuff with the protection of f-zero so can we really say that we've had an xyz based deck not that's been good not recently the closest thing is is pk and it's not even XCs based. It's most of it's okay. So like in order for it to combo off into its inboard, it had to use um, Breaksword, right? Which is an XCs. It had right. to use its XCs monsters in order to present the inboard full of links and a fusion monster. Right, right. Uh, so technically, I guess that would count. That's not even. But Tri Brigade had to do that too. Yeah, but it's not even a new deck. That's an old one. And then Tri Brigade didn't even need their XCs. But they like to use the Lyralusk engine to get into the Exceeds. I'm going to be honest. I think that Drytron needed Mubeta Fafnir. Oh, 100%. Um, which is... Virtual World was an Exceeds slash Synchro, synchro deck. deck. Yeah, yeah. It was both. Um, but they only ever made Shinshin and... You don't, 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 don't finish your sentence. It's just wrong. I mean, because all I remember them ever making out of the... Uh, that's Virtual World... Oh, the extra deck was Shinshin. Oh, okay. That's Virtual World specifically. Yes. They also made, I think it was Fan Fan, which was the rank three. Maybe? I never... I never they had a rank three or a rank six that they used a lot. Yeah, I, I never saw them ever make the... Make an Exceeds whenever I was playing them. They'd always try to make the board up like Shinshin well, with... Um, in the early days, they went when they were making VFD or even double VFD... They would also make a bamboozling gossip shadow as yeah, inter- yeah. as you know as, ba- as backup as interruption right. So, I think you I would be perfectly fine limiting all of the floodgates. So, um, I personally would prefer if they just kind of made like a floodgate, like for all the floodgate that are continuous traps. Just make a new symbol that's just for floodgates, and you're only allowed to run one playset of of, of that symbol. I would even be comfortable saying. You're only allowed to run four cards with that symbol. Something like that, yeah. Because I, I don't think limiting it to one playset is really fair. But I think limiting to four per deck lets you run three and one, two and well, two. Well, what I mean is, is like you're allowed to run three c- cards with that symbol. Right. Because then that's a full playset. So you could run okay. like, so you could run like three goes and or two goes in a rivalry. Or even just goes in a rivalry to get Right, right. Something like that, maybe. I agree that I think that that would honestly be better, but I'm. Tr- I don't but really cre- want to change the yeah. entire mechanic system with, of the game. Yeah, without creating new mechanics, I think that's our best bet is just to limit all of them. Right, exactly. Or and or, limit and or ban. Yes, agreed. So, what would you say is the next problem child of the format? 
Well, uh, hmm. Kind of put me on the spot here for a hot second. I'd probably have to say Call by the Grave. I, that's, that's a good pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. I mean, because you can use it defensively. You can use it offensively. My issue with Called By is that being limited makes it feel really sacky when your opponent has it. Yeah, it's one of those cards where I think I'd feel better about it if it was either a three or banned. I honestly agree. The issue is I think at three, it turns into Ash Blossom. Yeah, yeah. This day and age, you always want to run at least two to three. I don't think I would ever run less than two in a deck. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like three would be maybe a little bricky. Well, because I don't think it's a hard one's return, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. It is not. Oh, it's not? It is not a hard one's return. I just pulled mine out of my deck. Oh. Oh, my. Yeah. But again, again, at two or three... It feels less like a you only won because you had this one random sacky one of more of a design choice, more yeah. a deck building choice. Yeah, I it, feel the same way about Red Reboot. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I, you know, it, it's the sacky one of that I just prefer it two or three, right? Or banned, not at exactly. Because like, because like, even winning because of it, because I've won entire games off of I had the call by the grave. It feels sacky. Yeah, yeah, even on you know, even on the uh, winning end, even on the winning end of the deal, it just feels bad. Even if I end up not using it, just setting it, it's just like. Cool. And then my opponent goes, "Cool, activate this card effect. This card effect that sends to the grave, chain call by the grave." Is this the Pass. first format that we've had in a really long time? It, it, how about this? Is it just me, or is this the first format that we've had in a long time? Where a lot of the issues and problems within the format doesn't feel like it comes from a specific deck or a specific strategy or specific monsters. It's an entire subsection of cards. And really, it's the generic spell traps. That's yes. where I find the issue is right now in the card game, is the generic spell traps. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense right now. It's like the generic spells traps and just how generic... and To a lesser extent, how generic... Uh, how Fibrax is. The nearest thing to not making it generic is the fact that it requires a tuner and a non-tuner. Hauke Fibrax, I'll be honest, is the only card. Well, Hauke and Scythe. How's that? Scythe isn't generic, though. It, it requires you to deck build around it, but a lot of decks can very easily... I think if you ban Scythe, I don't think... How... I, I think if you ban Hauke, I don't know that Scythe is really a problem anymore. I mean, uh, there's still, I mean, there's still one or two decks that can very still, that can easily just natively pop Scythe itself. But, but, to a lo- but it's nowhere near as easy. Right. I think it becomes really inconsistent unless somebody's running things like Artifact Sanctums. But the more I think about it, I just don't think that Scythe is a necessary thing for the game to be healthy at this point. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it, nasty. Not in a good way. I don't mean... Oh, it's that's, just a toxic card, right? Yeah, toxic, At this point in the game's history, it's just a toxic card. Yeah, and should go. Um, Halika Firebrax, it's had its time. It needs to go. It's it's, it's 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 proven time and time and again... That it's a problem. That it's a problem. Anytime a synchro... Anytime a, a synchro... Not even a synchro strategy. Just a strategy that can utilize, that can utilize recurring tuners. But just to kind of bring it back to where i was at do you think that the 
spell traps are really more of the issue at this point yes. than any yeah. particular monsters. Yeah, because the only two monsters I can think of that probably need they need to do anything with is exactly those two compared to the handful of spell trap of exactly. generic spell traps. So we're gonna come back to this. Let's take just a moment to talk about our sponsor. So we of course want to thank ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana for sponsoring the podcast. They are your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs, such as singles and sealed products, as well as deck boxes, binders, play mats, and more for all of your card game needs. They also have dice, tabletop figurines, paint for the figurines, books, giant tabletop mats to play on for all of your tabletop gaming needs also. If you want to check them out, you can find them at the link in the description down below. We absolutely recommend checking them out. And there will be another ETB Battle City Monthly coming up relatively soonish. So be sure to check that out. So as soon as we know, the very next episode, y'all know. Without a doubt. So I think that there's a one more card that qualifies as a floodgate, sort of, that I would like to talk about here. Which is Harpy's Feather Storm. Oh boy. And really by extension the entirety of the Fluandry's deck. Well yeah, yeah. I mean it means Harpy's Feather Storm. Well, I mean the two the two problem cards in my opinion, specifically Flu, is exactly Harpy's Feather Storm and Barrier Statue. And see, to me it's Feather Storm and Dimension Shifter. Dimension Shifter is also a problem. But my biggest issue with the Barrier Statue is that the prevalence of the wind barrier statue in in the past two years between you know uh bird up being able to just pump one out to right flew kind of proves that all the rest of the barrier statues are ticking time bombs just waiting that's a really fair point um because all it needs is any archetype that'll special summon a rock or a fiend or a fairy from your deck for free to there's a barrier statue I got to deal with now. Great. And suddenly it's a problem. Yeah, and like I, I never would even consider that until uh, this until I read the Smorg link, and I was like, this thing could just pump out the wind barrier statue for free because it can because it's good. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I think. And I think that's a small reason why it got banned. The Smorg link. Yeah, it's a huge reason that it got banned. Yeah, because not, like, not only could it pump out the Apex Avian. It could then, like, if your opponent doesn't out both of them permanently, you then just bring out Thunderbird and get infinite negates. Right. And that within and of itself is disgusting. Right. Or, yeah, or the way I utilized it in uh, Tri Brigade Lurlusk, where I would, you know, pump out the Apex Avian for a single negate, and then during my opponent's end phase that didn't out this morgue, I would summon on I would summon a Celeste Wag Celestine Wagtail to get a spell spell card in my hand or summon the monster search and get a Lyralusk in my hand. Right. And then shovel shuffle, draw for turn. So I I'm perfectly fine banning Harpy's Featherstorm. Same. And what about the barrier stretch? Because I almost don't want to hit the deck too hard, right? Yeah, but then I think we also have to do something about Dimension Shifter. Because any deck that can play it can win games just off of its back. To be fair, most of the decks that play Dimension Shifter are bad decks to begin with. Except Flu. But to be fair, the only other thing... If if you take away D-Shifter... Yeah, then Flu's... And you take away Featherstorm. 
then all they have is is Rise of the Mega Monarch and the uh, Barrier Statue. And is it really that big of a problem at that point? The Barrier Statue kind of is. Sure, they cheese some wins every now and then. Yeah, but it's nowhere near as big of a problem. Uh, again, because it's because then it doesn't become a question because it doesn't become a question of okay, so I have to have an out for this and this. Oh wait, all my stuff's getting banished, so I can't even do anything. Right, which some decks can play through. I know that me playing Sword Soul, I can actually play through it kind of a little bit sometimes. Sometimes it depends on your hand, I assume. Right, for sure. Because I don't think you, I don't think you can long one. In, during that, it's long, long yawn. Okay, okay, he's discard not sent from hand to graveyard. Right. Okay. Yes, you just you don't get any of their effects when they go to the grave. Yeah, or and you also don't get any of your. Um... No, I think you get. You can still get some of your. Uh... No, like so when I Tindy. synchro with Mo Yi, yeah, and they yeah, go yeah. to the grave, yeah, I you cannot. Don't get the, yeah, right. you don't get the sur- or draw. Exactly. Yeah, I don't get but, the burn with long yawn. Yeah, but then uh, you also still get some of your tenues because some of your tenues effects can activate in hand. Right. To banish themselves. And then, right. Yeah. So, it's less than ideal, but you can you can make it work. Right. So, I'm fine with... I could be fine. I Honestly, if I'm being honest with you, I'm fine with Dimension Shifter. I would like to see Barrier Statue gone at this point, and I really would like to see Featherstorm gone. Yeah. But then Konami need, really needs to take a lesson from the Wind Barrier statue and be really careful when printing things in the future for the other ones. That might accidentally... So what are the other ones? They're Aqua, Fiend, uh, rock, rock... I think it's Pyro. Pyro. Yes. Actually, let me just Google it. Aqua, Fiend, Rock, Pyro, and Fairy? I think, uh, I think I actually, it's fairy. fairy. I actually fiend. have like in one of my binders one of each of the barrier statues. Of course, just as one ca- does. Just in case, as one does. Also, they're cool. They are pretty cool looking. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so we have uh, barrier statue of the abyss, which is fiend. Uh, drought is uh, drought is a rock. I don't know why that was water one. Uh, heavens is fairy. Inferno, I want to say is pyro. Yes, Inferno is Pyro. Uh, Stormwinds is Winged Beast, and Torrent is Aqua. Okay. I think that realistically, you could ban them all, and we would all just be fine with it. Because no one uses any of the other ones for now. Exactly. Which is where the issue arises. All it takes is literally, hey, send this card. Uh, you can send this card from hand to the graveyard, especially on an Aqua Monster, uh, a level four lower Aqua Monster from your deck. Still waiting on, still waiting on wind up carrier Zenmaity to be unbanned. By the <laughs> way, oh boy! I mean, in my opinion, they also if they unban it, they need to ban uh, Hunter. Nah, that'd be alright. The reason why I think they need to ban Hunter is because then it puts your opponent on. Do you have the hand trap to stop me? No, you don't get to play. You lose your hand and you cannot stop me. Okay. You want to do some mailbag questions? Sure. Okay, so. Let's see. What about if you had to pick a single card to represent you, like in the DM episode, what would you choose and why? <sighs> probably Medulce Chevalier. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going Trivergate Fractal. I like that card Furry. a lot. Yes. 
Because he's a centaur. It's a joke. <laughs> if you were a new player in this format, with no past history of playing Yu-Gi-Oh!, what would you like to be suggested on buying first to get you started on your Yu-Gi-Oh! career? So, I'm just going to say, just do yourself a favor. Do not buy any sealed products unless it is a structure deck that comes with specific cards that you want. Cause, yeah, because then you know what you're getting. If um, you see a Cyberstrike structure deck and you can spare $30, just do it and get the Imperms. Oh, yeah. Not only that, yeah, I actually got like a, an actually pretty okay deck that... Functions. Same thing with the Despia deck because you also got Ghost Ogre, Pot of Effect Veiler, yeah, Pot of Extravagance. Yes, Pot of Extravagance. All great cards. Right. On Plus top, many more. On top of, 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 again, a three of this deck is incredibly functional. Yes. It's also incredibly easy to then buy like, um, buy like this one dollar card here. Yes. Two dollar cross sheep. Little tiny upgrades you can do there. But if you're gonna buy an individual deck core. Eldlich is actually very cheap. It, I say I want the core to get cheaper. It can't get too much cheaper. Because Eldliches are, I think, 4 or $5. Yeah. And all the spell traps are only a dollar or two. Or less. Yeah. Like, I think the only expensive card in the entire deck is exactly Skill Drain. Right. And you don't even have to play that version of Eldlich. I, the things I would have if I was a new player getting into the game. <laughs> I'd have a Virtual World core. I would have a Tri-Brigade Core. Yeah, Tri-Brigade Core is incredibly cheap. Virtual World is $10 for the entire Core. Mm -hmm. Virtual World, Tri-Brigade, Eldlich. Those are the three Cores that I would have. Then as far as staples, I would pick up things like a Effect Failure. Forbidden Chalice. Ghost Ogre. Yeah. Forbidden Chalice. Really cheap. Really cheap. If you can find them at a good price or find the Structure Decks, I'd pick up Imperm. Barbie's Feather Duster, Twin Twisters, Cosmic Cyclones, things that you need to have. Yeah, that are all like surprisingly cheap, actually. Yes. Even though they're even though we say, even though when people in Yu-Gi-Oh say staples, it makes people think, oh, expensive. Cards like Ash Blossom are, yeah. but other cards are uh, not. Ash Blossom, Nibiru, Lightning Storm, Triple Tactics Talents. They're they are expensive, <laughs> but there's also some very inexpensive copies. Demon right. Crow, which is probably one of the more popular hand traps right now. Not expensive. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can probably get a playset for nine bucks. If you can wait till the Megatons, you can get some good deals yes. on some deck cores too. Because oh, yeah. some things are going to come in mass in the Megatons. Oh, yeah, because no, like last year's Megaton, like before last year's Megaton, the Tri-Brigade core is actually kind of expensive. Yes, because kind Fractals of. were in the 25 to $30 range. And then the Megatons got announced. And fractals drop to like 10, 15. 15 a piece. Yeah. And then when the Megatons came out is when everything went <laughs> to the most expensive card in the entire deck being $5 for the kit, which you need, you need two of, I think. Three. Yeah, you need three kits. Okay. Right. I ran in Lower Lost, you only ran two. Yes. What card do you want off the ban list? <laughs> Wind up carriers and matey. No contest. <laughs> Fair. You? Uh, same with the asterisk, but if it was a card to take off the ban list without an asterisk, it'd probably be Blaster. That's fair. What card do you want to see on the ban list? <laughs> scythe. Scythe. Yeah. Scythe. If scythe. I had to pick one. Scythe. 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 If I had to pick exactly one, Scythe. 
Are generic boss monsters good or bad for the game, and why? I personally believe that generic that generic boss monsters that literally any deck can run are awful. Agreed. Baron is horrible for the game. Now, boss monsters that are specific in some way, shape, form, or fashion, I think they're perfectly fine. If you look at Nature Beast and Nature Barkeon, those are such powerful cards, and they will never. Okay, hold on, let me back up. They very rarely, if ever, see super strong meta play because there is a difficulty in getting them out because of their requirements. Yeah, because like Beast is level five, which by itself, I don't not a whole, there's not a whole lot of synchro decks that have been printed that specifically aim for level five. Right. That are also earth centric. Yes. Other than One Piece and Yu-Gi-Oh, what's your favorite anime? One Punch Man. I gotta go Demon Slayer. Listen, listen, Demon Slayer is a very close second. Yeah. What's your second besides Demon Slayer? Oh, okay. So, okay. So One Punch Man. Because I guess, I guess, I guess I did walk myself into that. Yes. Yeah, so One Punch Man, Demon Slayer. Third favorite? I got you said besides One Piece because every, because I've been talking about One Piece nonstop. Yeah. Uh, besides One besides One Piece, Demon Slayer, and One Punch, probably Mob Psycho. Uh, Mob Psycho 100. Okay. Which is written by the same guy who wrote one punch man i might actually go something that people are gonna laugh at me for i think i would go assassination classroom listen assassination classroom is good i agree i don't don't get me wrong oh don't, i already see no people say i love 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 attack on titan and jujitsu kaisen i i like jujitsu kaisen i just i just I just can't with it. I just can't get into Attack on Titan. It'd be like that sometimes. I, now, I will say this. The artwork for Attack on Titan, fantastic. Right. I just can't get into it. There's just something that you just dislike about it. It's not even that I dislike it. I just, like, can't get into it. It's weird. I, it just... It is a little bit on the weird side. It's not... No, no, I don't mean it's weird. I mean, it's weird that I can't get into it. It's got... It's, it should be checking all my check marks, but even back... When the only th when I was reading it before it was Attack on Titan, right. just Shikeki no Koyajin, I got through I, I got through the first five chapters, which were all that were out at the time. I was like, "This is great." Never went back to it. See, okay, that was my problem with Attack on Titan for the longest. There's like I, a six-year wait between anime seasons or something stupid like that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that if I, I four, but still, I'm pretty sure if I sat down, I would enjoy it. But I think it would probably go the way of like. The original Full Metal Alchemist in my head. Oh, we didn't think about Brotherhood. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Full so Metal like, Alchemist Brotherhood. For me, after Mob Psycho 100, it just gets super muddy. Right. That's my thing. Where I, I can't put ranks to anything. It's yeah, like, that's fair. This is cool. This is great. This is cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh, man. Goodness gracious. I just. Could we remove choosing who goes first or second? Decks will not be able to build specifically for going first or second or side for going first or second. So floodgates would be less reliable and main deck back row removal would be necessary and consistency everywhere drops. This is interesting. That is interesting to think about. I'm still a big fan of neither player drawing for turn on the first turn, but player two just starting with six cards in their hand. 
Oh, oh, so so like whenever the game starts, you decide who you figure out who goes first, second. Right. Play the guy who's going first draws five, skips a draw phase. Right. The guy who's going second draws six and still skips their draw phase. That would be interesting because then your opponent has that six slot for a hand trap. Yes. But then, in my opinion, that makes going second a little cons- uh, more powerful than going first, and then you just always build for going second. Does it though? Yes, because the, unless you also institute the the players don't get to pick it like like let's say you do the die roll whoever wins the die roll has to go first. That would be interesting. I like I like the opportunity to choose because I think that the ability for building to go first or second adds a really cool element to the game, and it adds an enormous amount of deck building. I'm playing Swords All right now, and because the deck already has a natural penchant for going second it makes me wonder if i should lean into that maybe and build a specifically going second version of the deck yeah like like dedicate the deck to going second <clears throat> exactly which back when i played dino i've in fact go- gone with a going second build of dino where i was main decking dark rulers exactly that was really fun right just to watch you know just for me to kind of sit there and go yep uh-huh yeah you got it yep that's cool yep uh-huh yeah. My opponent go full board, and I'm just like, cool, my turn. Dark Ruler no more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that exact reaction, just silence. Yeah. And then okay. just going full Dino and OT Kang. How do you feel about erratas? More specifically, erratas meant to change how a card functions rather than clarify what it does and does not do. I hate it. I do not like it. I agree. Um,. What about, what about when they peel cards off the ban list because they got an errata? Like something even as simple as a hard once per turn. Okay, so if they're erratating something to just something that did not have a hard once per turn, adding to hard once per turn, technically qualifies as changing how it works. But I'm still perfectly fine like that because it's actually fixing something that dur- that at the time when the card was printed wasn't a problem. Right, and became a problem later. Yeah. Um, just- there, there are a few erratas that have actually changed the design of how a card works that I'll be honest, I'm really, really cool with. I think one of the best errated cards in the game's history is Sangan, actually. And to a lesser extent, which is Black Forest, because they got the same errata. No, no, Witch's errata was bad, because Witch is useless. Well, no, because... Sangan is still playable. Yeah, but that's just due to um, Sangan letting you search out any hand trap. Or Crusadia Arborea. Yes. Compared to... Because uh, you can normal summon Sangan, link it off into, I think, Almirage, or maybe... Yeah, I think it's Almirage. Yeah. Search Arborea, Special Arborea, and you have a link to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You just can't activate... Sangan is one card help combo. Yeah. However, the with Witch, though, she literally has the exact same text as Sangan, but instead of saying attack, she says defense. Right. But she's just not played. Because... I think Witch got. I think the Witch Errata was a little bit more strict than you may be thinking. I mean, last time I looked, they had the exact same text, but I'm also, but I also haven't looked at it in a while, and I could be misremembering. I do that. I know that that was the original. Okay. I think it actually is the pretty much the same Errata. If it's sent from the field to grave, add one monster with 1500 less defense from deck to hand, but you cannot activate cards or the effects of cards of that name for the rest of this turn. You can only use this effect once per turn. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, with, for those of you wondering, with Arborea's uh, special summon from hand, that's not an effect. That's a summoning condition. 
Correct. It's an it's a summon that doesn't have start chain, so no effects are activated. Yeah, exactly. So you can still summon it underneath. <clears throat> now the reason why Witch isn't played, I think, is entirely due to the fact that Songin can search more hand traps. So worst case scenario, you can search like like I mean like yeah, Witch of the Black Forest can search for Effect Veiler or DD Crow. If you want to be honest, I think it's because Sangan is a level three. That's probably that's wait, also probably wait, hold on, wait. I might be an idiot. Which also might be level She's level three. four. Is she, are, are we sure? Yes. Okay. It might it might have something to do with Sand Game being level three. Also, Witch has eleven hundred attack. Ooh, that's fair. So she and can't, can't go into Almirage. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even ignoring that, Songan can search a lot of things that are better now now than what Witch can. Witch can't search any of the Ghost Girls. Songan can. Right. I think though that when it comes to Erratas. I'm fine with something like Sangan. Because they didn't change the way the card functions, it still does the exact same thing it did before. It's just pretty much nerfed for today's day and age. Yeah, and, uh, and like doing something like that or adding a hard ones per turn, I'm fine with. They the, also added hard ones per turns to both of those cards. Yeah. The the erratas that really kind of made me go, ugh. Sinister Serpent. Sinister they Serpent. They could have brought that one. card back unerratted, and it would have been fine. Another one is uh, actually one that I discovered recently when Crush Card. Yep. Ring of Destruction. Yeah. Neither one of those cards work the same way anymore. Not even a little bit. Not even close. Yeah. Like. I have a huge problem with erratas that change the entire way that a card functions. Not even by a little bit, but by a lot. Yeah. That bothers me a lot. Yeah. But like the number one errata where I'm like, okay, that's perfectly fine is when they reprint old cards that haven't had problem solving card text they re-errata it to have right problem. that's perfect i love that keep doing it honestly yeah i don't want you to change how the card functions i want you to change the way it's worded exactly and add problem solving card text which it specifically says don't worry about problem solving card text oh i okay but i I agree. Problem solving card decks is fine. Yeah, but like outside of that, hard ones per turns are fine on things that weren't already a hard ones per turn. Right. Um, and then like maybe some more stipulations on one or two things, like the song going to end, like which like forced. I'm fine with that. Right. Again, crush card, uh, and uh, future fusion, future fusion, stuff like that. Ring of destruction, no. sinister serpent, all yeah, awful, terrible, butchered. Okay, so. I think that'll wrap it up. A little bit shorter episode today, but I think that'll be fine. Don't you? Yeah, yeah it'll be perfectly fine. We're going to have a pretty cool episode coming Tuesday, so be sure to tune in on Tuesday because it's going to be very, very interesting. In- yeah, I was about to say interesting. So be sure to come back Tuesday. Tell all your friends. Tell everybody that you know. Be sure to follow us and subscribe on YouTube if you enjoyed the content, things like that. And, of course, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so at Patreon through the link in the description down below. Also, through our TCG Player affiliate link and Dragon Shield. Be sure to check out Millennium Threads. And, of course, be sure to check out Team Darkarm Dealings and ETB. And if you're interested in doing our Remote Duel Locals, those happen every Thursday at 7 o'clock, provided we have enough people. We try to get at least 6 to 8 for minimum. But it's free to enter, a lot of fun. Be sure to check them out. But I think that'll wrap us up. In the meantime, have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Take care, everybody. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.